I just play my music? What happened? No, we late. Go for it. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's your girl, Angel Wright, in the building. Hey, it's Crystal. And guess what? We are live in the Topic House today on Sidor Radio, Facebook Live, and the free re-recording will be on YouTube, okay? So y'all know to go back and watch that if you feel like it. Anyway, um, let's start off with what the hell's going on? Well, I am glad that the people made up their mind and finally decided to put so somebody don't. in office in Georgia that know how to put a subject and predicate together. So hmm. <laughs> hmm. I just felt uneducated right now. <laughs> well, wait a minute. <laughs> but you know what? It's all good. So what's his name? Um, Raphael Warner? Um, yeah. So I'm Warnock. Glad. Isn't it Warnock? Yes, Warnock. I don't live in Georgia. It's, I have people that live in Georgia, but I don't live in Georgia. So excuse me. Not. But I don't care. Not. We beat the hell out of Herschel Walker. I'm but sorry, Herschel. It was a very, very close race. And that was scary. Too close. That's what's scary. It was very close. So that's gonna be like like for the primary coming into next year. If y'all don't get y'all ass out and vote, we in trouble. Yeah. I know y'all came out and showed out in November. But you have to do the same thing in May, because if not, the gap is going to be like this. It's going to be like this. And we can't afford that. Well, actually, although we won, we didn't win in a big way, actually. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the Allegheny County had more votes than us, and, and it was like very close. So in Pennsylvania, we won. But overall, Philadelphia in particular did not show out like they were supposed to show out. Yeah, no. What's wrong with y'all? You know, for, for now we're talking about the Pennsylvania election now. <laughs> and you know what's funny? And we really, um, they like Pennsylvania is supposed to be blue. And I'm gonna say, but when y'all don't show up to vote, we might as well be red. Like seriously, because the rest of the state is red. You know what I mean? Like my lipstick. Primarily, primarily. Demand. It's a lot of people in Philly. You know, we can really do big things if people in Philadelphia vote. And if you don't vote, I understand. I'm not trying to coerce anyone or anything like that. Um, I know it's very deep in terms of whether people vote or not. A lot of people feel it doesn't make a difference. But those rules and regulations and policies that are put in place, you're going to have to abide by them, especially if one of your relatives go behind bars. Right. So... There's going to be one aspect or another um, that's going to affect you or affect your family members. So, and then you got to do that. No, but if you don't get out and vote, you might as well, like she, like she's saying, like Crystal saying, behind bars, like we need to actually um, get with that and make sure that they have voting machines behind bars for those of them that can vote behind bars well the thing of it is they are counted as a part of the population mm -hmm. in these counties so why can't they why vote? can't they vote so they're using them to bring in resources right. for that community in that county mm -hmm. yet they're holding their hands tied and saying since you have a criminal record you can't vote or something to that effect that's um i have to look it up because and it pisses me off every time we have this subject because I have to tell young men that are on parole and probation, you can vote. You have the right to vote. But I feel like we need to definitely come together with the state reps and make sure that there are voting machines placed inside of the Pennsylvania prison systems so that these men can cast their vote. And sometimes, you know, that's why they put them there mm -hmm. right before elections so mm -hmm. that they can't vote. But we, as a voice, needs to make sure that that's going to change. We See, need this, this to get ambiguous, together. Um, we can't keep voting assholes in office. Like nothing's getting done. No, um, like a lot of these laws aren't even moving because we can't get past the criminal stuff. We can't get past the prisons. And things of that nature. And some of those laws are sitting up there in Harrisburg. I'm, I'm speaking to Pennsylvania. They're sitting up there in Harrisburg and they're not moving because we're not making sure that they're moving. It's our right. Go on to the Pennsylvania dockets, 
in Harrisburg and find out what laws are sitting there waiting to be passed. And is there anything we can do about it? Because we can go to Harrisburg and walk around and be like, we want this particular law to pass and for it to stand, whatever law it is. It can be, you know, scratching your nose in public, scratching your ass in public, whatever it is. But whatever the law is on the table, it's up to us to make sure that it happens. And a lot of us, we put the laws there and then it's like we want the, um, you know, the state reps to do it. No, we can have to make them do it. We, we're the people. They speak for us. So they can't go in there and just do what they want to do. It takes us. And if we're not going to make them move or push and move it forward, then we can forget it. We might as well just hand it over to the Republicans or whoever. Or whoever who don't give a damn. And I believe that we should go backwards into making, uh, if there's a Democratic president, there should be a Republican vice president and vice versa. I believe we should go back to that because maybe then there'll be more of a nudge versus this back and forth every four years trying to get it right. And the laws we move forward get pushed back because, you know, certain people keep getting in. And, you know, some things are like Section 8. You know, they, they don't move. They don't change depending on who you get in office. Basically, it is saying that you are able to vote mm -hmm. convicted felons, convicted misdemeanors, and pre-trial pre detainees. Right, but why aren't um, there? But um, I think they're giving them um, ambiguous information in the mail. Excuse and me, Cass. Who, some of your friends, like, have you ever seen a voting machine in a, um, you know, your friends or anything in a Pennsylvania prison? No, you can't vote while you're in prison. No, but they should be allowed to. They're getting money for them while they're in prison. Well, that's true. So they claim they're getting the, forty something thousand so dollars be, per yeah. inmate. But if you're home mm -hmm. from prison, you, yeah, you can vote. Then you can vote. Mm -hmm. I know you that. Even I, I go around and preach that. The house arrest, mm -hmm. regardless of your conviction, conviction status or the yeah, status, but, all right, but I'm the conditions say, of the you're still under the state. So why is it that they cannot vote in prison? That's a very they good have a question. Right. Like y'all yeah. have a right. You have a right to vote. Just like you have a right to make those phone calls and reach out to your family, mm -hmm. a right for visits, mm -hmm. everything else. So why are they taking away your voice? Because that's basically what it is. They're taking away your voice. And I feel like no one should be able to take away your voice but the grave. You know what I mean? If you're six feet under, you can't vote. I understand. But other than that, we should be able to make decisions whether you're locked up or not. Yeah, you're locked up, but you're supposed to be being rehabilitated. So if that is the case, then you should also be being well-educated on society again and voting for what's right and wrong within society. Not only that, a lot of resources they have taken out of the prison system, unfortunately. I know, but without a voice, they're not going to get put back into the prisons. Yeah, so we have and then a lot of facilities that like a lot of facilities that they would come home to they aren't even be able to come home there's nothing to come home to and now they were on the halfway houses you're saying they're not doing that any longer well they have them but they close most of them you know what i mean and then the halfway houses that they do have it's like they're telling some of them, oh, y'all have no home plan. So you got to come to the halfway house. Mm -hmm. So that's basically like, it's like being, it's like saving their jobs, I feel like. Because if you're not giving them anything in a halfway house to do, educational, same thing. If you don't have anything in a halfway house, it's like you don't have anything in the prisons. What are we doing? They're going to end up going back. Well, the halfway house, from what I understand, is a transitional period. Supposed to, to be. Reacclimate them into society. So it's basically a housing, mm -hmm. and they're supposed to allow them, with restrictions, of course, to be able to go out and find a job and things like that and assist them along that, that way. If they mm -hmm. have a housing plan, a home plan, then they could go to their home and do those things out of whatever home they're living in. Um, All right, but, but the th thing about the um, halfway houses, they aren't being manned properly and they're 
They have situations where you have someone on drugs and someone not on drugs. So if you have somebody on drugs in a halfway house and they're stealing from the person who's trying to get their shit together, the person trying to get their shit together is going to end up going back because they got to fight for their shit. You know, because this person has an excuse of, oh, but he's on well, drugs. Addict, you know what I mean? Addicts do what addicts no, do. No, but you got to put and addicts. They, they, well, they you got to put addicts with addicts. Yeah, and you got to put the idea. people who want to do better for themselves. Other than that, it's like a big ass oh. circle. So let me see. We have comments. No, we don't. It's like, well, go to yours. <laughs> Did you share with I, us? I, Did you go I, one? Me too, sometimes. But I just feel like so, something's got to give. Something's got to give. You know, we're on this topic. Yeah, we got like another three minutes or four minutes on this topic. Then we got to pop to the next one. But um, I just basically feel like they're like um, new people that are coming in now into office are saying that they really want to do something about um prison reform mm-hmm. and hopefully we can get with some of the convicted who are now home and get the answers of what's needed to go in the right direction instead of you ever realize that um people who've been on alcohol i mean alcoholics or drugs they're um mm-hmm. they're now coaches and counselors for people who've been down that road mm-hmm. so why in the world do you have people that can't coach or be counselors for certain things down that road they've been down that road they know why they went down that road they know why they you know um are not down that road anymore so let them come in and counsel Mm -hmm. why are you sitting up there feeling like because you've had the master's degree in xyz that you should be educated enough to teach someone not to go down a road that you've never been down. So wait a minute. Um, so let's look at the comments. Um, let's because this looks sounds like a very important question. question. That we well, where is address. it? I don't see well, it. No, I'm, uh, oh, I don't see the question yet. Wait, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to get it. Uh, look, on on look, look on I'm Facebook. What on your page? Oh. Is it on yours? It's on the live stream. Will Fredo, he says, the men and women behind the wall needs to be more informed on their rights and the importance of their voices. Right. No, and I agree. I totally agree with that. I wish I could find a comment. So basically he's saying that they need to be informed. So you know how they have people come in um from the christian community and the islamic community Mm -hmm. um advising them of um spiritual guidance and things like that so then we need people to go into the prison system to educate them something similar to what you said earlier to educate them what rights they do have because half of them are not reading half of them because we have different learning styles so maybe they need to be told they need to hear it what rights they have and how to implement those rights. Um, I think that's what, what the brother is well, saying. Well, I, I agree with you, but I'm also going to say that it's, it's up to us. Again, it's back on us because it's up to us to actually um, get with the state reps and say what's needed. You know, excuse me, state reps, we need XYZ. Excuse me, city council, you know, they need XYZ. They need representation, regardless of if they're in there, because guess what? One day, a lot of them are going to come out. A lot of them have dates to return to, uh, look at me, return to society. I'm very passionate about that, but I feel like the education should begin behind the walls, and it shouldn't just be um, oh, you go through this little program right here or whatever. They should be able to voice their opinions too. We it's two sides. Out. Exactly. But we should find out what's the criteria to go into the prison and volunteer. Um, because we volunteer with for community activities mm-hmm. all the time. You know, um and you know a lot of well, we'll find out a lot when we have Keenan Hudson on. Yeah. Because don't forget, like he served 15 years in there mm-hmm. and came out now he's written a book and everything i'm supposed to have him next wednesday on the 14th but unfortunately i'm going to have to reschedule but it is people like him that we need to hear from 
Well, not only people who have been inside mm -hmm. behind bars, but I know um, people, for example, who go into the prison and they have a relationship with the staff and things like that. Yeah, How they do, you, but aren't the they criteria? telling the truth well, when that, they go in there? Like, like yeah, so, you're saying, like when some people go in, I feel like they don't give them the hard core of what's going on out here. I feel like the prison stipulate what they can say and what they can do when they go in to counsel or to go into volunteer. You know what I mean? Like it would well, be like I'm going like, in to give them an etiquette program. But when we get, this is an example, give well, them an etiquette. Can, but but then when we give them an etiquette program, they can't have the nail clipper. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. However, you can't dispute mm -hmm. absolute. You understand what I'm saying? The sun is going to come up at some point in the world. Right. at some time right right you can't dispute that so if these are the facts then they can't we're just relaying the facts all right fine, but saying? i believe so, there are people who actually do that but i'm going to say again i know they have it as far as um spiritual exactly that's what, what i'm saying what I mean? now as far as real life other life skills and voting skills and in, in ways that they can benefit from the resources from the society that's what that's the disconnect yeah well i would say the resources from society of the ones in the different counties that are getting money for them being there that's what's failing us they're failing us oh okay mm -hmm. yeah they're they're failing us so okay. oh gotcha mark so are you here there? So they want they're on Mark's page. All right. Exactly. Exactly. So and that's true. The quality so of career opportunities that. is the issue. You're right. right. Higher education needs to become a reality in prison. Hello. See, they stopped a lot of the programs. Um, no, Not but every I'm, I'm single radio show. Show but um so unfortunately I, I have relatives in prison, unfortunately. So okay. um, no a lot of these career opportunities and higher education opportunities and educating the people on their rights and importance of their voices, that has been muted, basically. They're not, listen, the prison system is, is um, benefiting from enslaving the people who are in prison because they're making them go out here and do these jobs and work and things like that for what two dollars and 16 cents or something like that no i don't even think it's that much like 16 cents or any, um um we're afraid of, i don't think it's any um therapeutic programs in the prison system right now not I not a lot like you're saying that you actually received your bachelor's degree that was, years that was years ago they don't even allow it now it doesn't yeah, i think they might still allow you to get a ged yeah they allow you to get they a ged but not however, higher education correct so no, my right. thing is but i feel like that's where they should be able to get it why are they sitting there just just wasting their life away why are you sitting there well, doing nothing a lot of them get their own books they purchase their own books they um do their own things now things are so different they should be allowed to still receive an education behind bars but people feel like oh we paying for the education behind bars all right fine we we're paying 40 what 40 to 45,000 40, for them to be there every year now let some of them out and pay them $40,000 to for work a, a full-time job okay. and let's see what happens mm -hmm. let's see the difference mm -hmm. let's get a different scenario flowing my thing is I feel like we pay more tax dollars to house prisoners than we do to um put them back out here and, be and get them working citizens. and productive right and when they come home even though they worked in those prisons they can't get a job in them why they know the system they've been there well they've done the job while well, they were there now, they're overqualified to do the work now we're told that in new york um a brother mm -hmm. a gentleman he um got out of prison and he had higher education however he's been in prison over 20 years right 
20, I have a relative who was in, who obtained higher education as well. And I also have a relative who is currently in prison. And unfortunately, um, because of COVID, they stopped the GED program, but then they tried to bring it back. Mm -hmm. And the people are not um, adept. They're, they're not really qualified. They're not really skilled at teaching the GED course. Right. So I thought I was doing something productive. I ordered a GED book, sent it to them, and I said, study on your own, and then go ahead and ask them, can you take the test? So um, right now, they're having the men just sit there and collect hours. They're not even keeping track adequately. Now, I'm not saying all the prisons. I'm only saying a specific one that my relative is in. They're not tracking the correct hours because you have to do a certain number of hours to obtain your GED. And right. of course you have to pass the test, but they're not calculating the hours correctly. This is a gimmick. This right. is a way to keep these men down. Well, men it's, a, it's, a, it's their master plan. Of course. But and so they're we, benefiting more from the society paying forty thousand dollars for them to be in prison, but the prison is making money off of the tablets that they use, the exactly. commissary, the exactly. snacks and food and all that that we purchase, the phone time, all that stuff that we purchase, the TVs and computer, all that stuff that we purchase, all that money we put on on the books and they take a fee out and all of that. Right. It's a gimmick. Exactly. It's a gimmick because they're working for that money and and bringing more money back into the prison. It's just a gimmick. Now, I don't know, I can't speak for New York or any other state because I only live in Pennsylvania. And I've only dealt with a couple prisons in Pennsylvania um, that my relatives, mm -hmm. well, maybe right. three prisons right. that my relatives were in. So I can't speak, I'm not an expert on it, but I think it will determine, is determined by whatever state rules and guidelines they have per state. Well, always, we're a common law state, so ours differ than other people's, but um, I think it may be the same for is Virginia and um, possibly Florida, I believe, but it, um, we, I still feel like prisoners have rights too. They have voices and education, we should be educating them. We need to figure out bars. how to get their voices heard is the, the gist of this. Well, a lot how of people do already. Their system's their already set up for well, that. But again, they only can reach so many ears, which is our state rep. So the state rep is the voice of the people. Yeah. So no matter how many people are yelling, we can do this, or this should be done, or that should be done. The bottom line is, until you yell at that state rep and get those signatures, nothing's going to be done. So that would be the problem. We could sit here until we blew in the face. We're not going to be able to change the damn thing because if we don't get out there and get signatures to get to the state rep, to get to the next level, then nothing happens. Well, we, we may have to start a petition. How about that, people? A lot we of petitions are sitting in Harrisburg right now. And that's what I'm trying to explain to y'all. Get with your state reps. Get with your state representatives and let these voices be heard. That's what I I'm can trying tell to you say. personally, I had an issue mm -hmm. um, on state level and I got in contact with a state rep and I got my issue resolved. No, but this um, is a bigger issue of course, because it's on many course. different levels. But I'm like, trying to there say there are different tiers. Like good example, I'm going to be honest. You know who's going to do it and get it done? I believe that Fetterman is going to do it. I believe that he is going to step in and release and help release the ones and what is it the ones and twos that um the lower levels yes and let them out and be able to hopefully educate and bring in programming for the ones who have to be there longer so Fetterman is building his team now so if you are educated or even if you're community educated because I don't want you to feel like you always have to have again a college degree if you, some people are educated in so many areas that even a college degree wouldn't help you if you're a street person that knows the well, streets what happened is so with the it. community you know, it's not about a degree all the time Right. So basically, if you are if you're educated in the community because you've been out there doing things and you're not just some pop up person, you know, popping up for a couple of weeks or a couple of months to, to fake like you're doing something. If you're really into it, then you can get hired in some of these positions because you have the experience to go and get it done. And all you have to do is have your resume based on that experience and have your um, references for that experience and then go for that position. Don't let anybody tell you, 
oh, you know, you need a college degree. Because half of the people with a college degree don't have the experience. And I know people that's working in the government in the, on the state level that do not have the degree, but they so have don't a mass mm-hmm. level of experience. So please do not keep holding yourself back because of that. We need people who are experienced in different things. And even some of you who and have eager done, difference. even some of you who have been behind bars, who have so much knowledge about being behind bars, who knows what's needed to maneuver when you get back out here in these streets to add to the quality of life issues. I feel like we should all get together and and build like a coalition to make sure that that's what's going to happen. And we'll talk more about it when Keenan comes on because that's one of his definite plans to make change. Because sometimes it doesn't matter the mistakes that are behind you. It's what's in front of you now that really counts. The rearview mirror is the mirror for a reason, but you've also gained a lot of knowledge, education, and experience behind those bars that some of us will never know about. Absolutely. So we definitely need you. Yeah, we have transferable skills from life lessons and experiences that will help to propel us to the next level. Um, yeah, whomever you are, you know, try to um, help because, I mean, this could affect your children or your grandchildren and even yourself. All yes. the things that's going on in the world, you have no idea how your circumstance can flip in the blink of in an eye. In the blink of an eye. In the blink of an eye. Yes. And it, that, that's very serious because it can blink in the blink of an eye. So um, we're, we're definitely grateful for your question. Um, so now we're going to move along because like I said, we're going to revisit that when I have Keenan um, out. He just, um, I'm in on the show because he actually just completed a book and he wants to get into definitely um, the um, the re-entry uh, in a program that he's trying to start also, which again, we need to meet with these state reps and city council and make sure that that gets done in a correct way. Not with just greedy people who want money, who have never been in the predicament. You know, we don't want you power people. We want, how can I put it? I'm gonna say this, but I don't mean it like this. We need the little people with the voices to speak up and, and come and let us know what's needed because they are educated in that area again i'm not saying that people don't have education you could have master i mean you could have um masters bachelors whatever you want to have but until you've walked in another person's shoes you don't know what they went through you don't know what's needed because let me tell you about some of these damn politicians they're letting i don't have anything against anybody i believe that we are all equal we're all the same and inside we all have the same organs but let me tell you this and this is serious. Um, I think I might have said it a couple of weeks ago. Al Black gets out there at least twice a month. I'm sure he probably does it more than that. I've helped him a couple of times, but he gets out there and he feeds the people. And he feeds the people that are homeless, have nowhere to go, and who have went and fought for our country and everything, who have had jobs that are laying in Center City with nowhere to live, no food, or anything. Now, how bad is it that we have people coming across the border, being dropped in different cities, and they are being housed immediately. They're being given medical immediately. They're being given jobs immediately. And we, the American people, again, I'm going to say this, have people laying in all of our center city areas trying to find a mill, trying to find a roof over their head, like shelter, trying to find a job. How much of a smack in the damn face is that? And that is what I want to ask the politicians. If we're going to keep leaving the gates open, but we're not going to help the people that are already here, then we, America, have a damn problem. We got a serious problem. And nobody's going to be able to fix it but us. It's not going to take the politicians. It needs to take us to say we're not going to see homeless lying around in our cities like that who have damn went and fought for our country. They should automatically have a meal. They should have facilities to go to. 
That's why I said there's a mix up somewhere with this damn money and everything that's going on. And somebody needs to get to the root of the real problems. Hell with being a Democrat or Republican. Be a damn human being. We have people laying on the streets in America with nowhere to go. And then you're bringing more people into the country and just giving them everything that our tax dollars are working for. They're supposed to be working for us, the first. American people. Yes, first. first. I'm not saying that they can't come over here. But take care of home first. Take care of home first. And stop raising our damn taxes to take care of every damn body else. And I can't even go get no damn health care. Stop it. Make it make sense. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, again, on another note, we're going to get to, um, I know, I'm sure you guys heard about um, Broughton Clearfield, the gas station that has the um, security with the, what is it, AK-15s or AK-47s. Mm -hmm. They're walking around um, guarding that property because they had a couple of assholes that broke in and robbed the ATM or whatever, took out the whole machine right in front of the owner. So he said, no more. You know, I'm hiring protection. Now, a lot of you feel like it's wrong because you don't want your kids to see um, the gentleman with guns or whatever standing there. We have a right there. to bear arms. We have a right to bear arms. We have a right to protect our property, protect our homes, protect our businesses. So I'm going to say, how do you feel? I don't really know how I feel yet. I haven't seen it. I've only seen it on the news. Now, I can, now, I can only imagine mm -hmm. if my children walking around, because when I went to Mexico, and I saw the um, men on top of the, the the roofs and things like that with the AKs and stuff out. It was a little terrifying as me for an adult. So I can only imagine how traumatic it is for a child. So right. I'm not picking sides, but I am saying that when is enough enough? We have to protect ourselves. So when is enough enough? Like people tired of losing after they put all their time, right. energy, and resources in a business for some bum, for lack of better words, to come and just snatch their things. They want to say. Like, come on, come on, like, come on. Like, no, we're not going to turn the other cheek. No, like I, so I don't know what the answer is, but I know that it should, they should have some form of rights, such as what we already have, mm -hmm. that we can bear yes. arms. So how, I mean, the bottom you know, should line they not have them out and open maybe they should bear them and have them in case they well, have them I don't know but I know it's not wrong I, they're not like how how are you supposed to make a living for your family if you're getting robbed every night or if your business is getting robbed exactly. every night like how are you supposed to make a living because and how many times can you keep calling 911 okay and I personally get a little irked when I'm walking mm -hmm. out of businesses and we have all these people who are loitering around the businesses mm -hmm. and and selling things and you know begging and 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 it's just too much they just yeah I had, we had told me, by like, a man um I was much. out this weekend I was out in the Chamonix and we um drove up the boulevard and there was this gentleman just sitting out there and he had this big sign that said, um, you know, please help me. I need help with my bills. And I, you know, mumbled a comment and I'm like, we, we all do, you know, should I sit next to you and get a sign too? Like, seriously, because we're, we're all in trouble right now. Now I respect if you go buy some water and you want to sell water, right. I respect that. I did it. I sold clothes, right. water filters. I did all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, legitimately to try to earn money and, and let the ends meet. Right. I get it. Um, I understand people feel like, well, I'm just going to ask and the nice Americans can give to me. However, that's a lot of energy. It is. For you it to is. be standing outside. It's a lot of energy. Enduring the, in the, enduring the, um, the, the elements. So why can't you- I'm not going to lie. I what moves my and, spirit. I, I do, do because I I can't give all of you. I wish I could, but well, it's like every, every because I'm greedy. I have mm -hmm. snacks that are closed, and I give them snacks and and beverages and things like that. And then sometimes I have money, and then sometimes it's a ring of people just doing it to get money. 
So it's like more of a, you have to be careful too, because sometimes if they see you get money, they'll try to snatch purse, you know, at your, at your car and stuff like that. So you have to be careful in all areas. So it's not that we don't want to give, it's just a, a safety, safety issue. issue, right? Like we can't sometimes. And then I feel like if you really need food, let me see, does somebody comment? You really need food, like with um, like I said, my friend Al Black, Al Black and Blessed, he gives food out all the time you know he's doing one on um december the 18th so if you want to participate you know look up black and blessed online his name is al black you can walk into any um wells fargo and um donate i believe it's called feed the people um and um you can get more information on his page but he is definitely one of the ones that i commend because he is making a difference you know, we all have to live this thing called life. You know, it's a blessing to wake up. It's half the battle when you wake up. And the bottom line is you can't just be a me, me, me. We have to give. Um, I also have a friend who has a pantry down North Philly. Um, there's so many things out here. There are people that will help you. Everybody's not after your money or everybody's not out to just hurt you or not want to help you there are so many people with good hearts who want to do nothing but help so all you have to do is reach out you can reach out to the topic house group you can inbox me i don't care i will get you to the right person trust me especially if you're in need and you need help definitely please do not be afraid but as far as walking around and just robbing people and and taking stuff, you know, it's going to be more of these stores getting guns by by next spring and summer. What do you think? Definitely. It's going to be more people um, going to, to go for permits and everything, the, the license to carry. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much of that because some of these people just can't get it together. I don't know what it is. You know, first of all, we need to remove these drugs from our cities and get these people the help that they're needing and possibly get more institutions to open up to be able to give them the help that they, they're needing. Like the streets don't have the help that they need. And I feel like even down Kensington, that they're buying drugs right in front of the damn police. Like what the, like what the hell, you know? Well, the police I know I get upset and I, I curse sometimes, I do. I'm not perfect, but stuff like this, it pisses me off. It so, really does. So this is a systemic problem um there's no it's a worldwide problem well no, no i'm sorry answer. it's an american it's problem and if you look at if you look up china and you look up russia and some of the other countries they're using us as a damn example they're showing kensington like this is what you don't want to be like and here we are embracing it kind of sort of because when you drive up um drive up kensington you have all these police lined up and they're just sitting out there allowing it. Right. Basically. And providing and providing housing and providing and needles, needles, providing the drugs, providing everything. And I'm like, yeah. hell, it's that is not the answer. That's not the answer. I'm come on, y'all. Make it make sense. <laughs> it's not the answer. Yeah. Um uh, which is <laughs> really, you know, this is yeah. a, a capitalist society and people just trying to get a bag and, and i'm sorry so to say that i love the up, politicians but some of you are just trying to get richer and some of you are trying to make a name for yourself and basically. fine do what you got to do but i'm trying to make a change for people because we see our we see people in our community every day that are in need and you guys are on a higher level but i'm gonna keep it real i don't feel like you do enough I don't want to eat and slide. Dance. I don't feel like you do enough. They're just sitting there in their office and sliding and taking advantage and taking that money. And then and you hire people who don't want to do the job. Mm -hmm. And that is part of the problem too. But I think that on an individual level, we individually each can do something. Most and collectively. So we have people who are feeding the homeless. We have people who are, I'm willing to help somebody learn how to read. But let the, but imagine if we all 
if everybody joined together, and, and you know something. Can you imagine if we, if we did a massive feed the people? Like I understand that our black goes in center city. He goes like it's he a, did a Broad Street last time and everything. But imagine if all of us took one day or a couple of days a week, or even taking turns, or even saying to the politicians, "We need housing for these people now." See, it's a lot going on because some of these people have mental illness. Mm -hmm. Which <laughs> they don't they, need to be on the streets. Right. They need to be in the mental illness institutions. But, but, but then there's there a process. Any. True. But then there's a process to get them in hospitals. And then, then there's a, a great line because some of them have chronic issues and some of them have some of them have so some chronic, of them um, some of them just what is need it? schizophrenic yeah, they're, yeah. They're... so some of them need long-term care and some of them just went through a crisis for that moment need some immediate attention and and some help right then and okay that's true but i feel like some of them so are, how did you figure that out some because... of them have fought for our country and when they came back the system and america failed oh. them because they didn't give them the proper mental help that they needed for being over there in that war shooting people and then you come back over here and your chances you of getting shot are freaking greater oh, than true. over there so again make it make sense how can they go and fight for our country and then come back and don't have a place to live or be? because inside of their mind it's probably a whole different scenario of life of course after yeah, coming course. back i mean that. i had an uncle who served i have two uncles actually mm -hmm. they served actually more than two but i'm gonna say my immediate uncles my my mother brothers mm -hmm. two of them were in the military and my cousin was in the military too right so i'm saying like when my uncle came back he was devastated because he was around the red areas and he really kind of lost it a little bit mm -hmm. um and my other uncle, he was okay. I don't know how he survived, but he was okay. Right. But um, today they have more resources. It's a little better, not much, but it's a little better in terms of discounts and recognition and acknowledgement and things like that and resources for military people. Right. Um, so that's a blessing. Yes. So we just have all these different issues in America and we have to chip at them one at a time. And, but you and know what? To... This is the problem. As each, this this is the problem. When you got Democrats getting in and then Republicans again, it all switches again. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So everything that might have been moving forward now is moving backwards. So it's so hard. It's going to take it to be more on a city level and a state level to get things done and to make it happen. So we need to put the right people oh, in city council okay. and the right people into um, our state offices so we can get things done. Because unless people like us, the little people in the community, come forward and speak about the things that are really going on, then everybody else is lost anyway. Mm -hmm. They have no clue. No clue at all. So it takes you. And all it needs is one of us. One of us to speak up, get it together, get those signatures, get out there and start getting these, um, the people on the street, the homeless people, getting them the help that they need. Now, I believe that we are doing like the little housing or something mm -hmm. that they call it, like little houses for people to be in. But I don't recall that they're doing it for the homeless. And that's the problem. Well, we do want to have, um, that's a good segue. Maybe we'll have um, the guest, uh, Wilfredo, what is that, Lara Cuente, mm -hmm. on the show, and he can give us some insight. Uh, he Maybe he can be a guest because he have done um, 20 years. But again, I'm going to do that show. That's going to be with the panel. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, that yeah. probably will be when Keenan come as well. Well, no, Keenan's talking about himself first because his book. Well, he's yeah. going to talk about his book. on his book. And then he got to come back to focus right. on the prison life. Well, no, he already said that he would come to a panel. Okay. And I have a couple of people who want to do that. And then I'll have, like, you know, I'll invite the professor on so that he can, you know, give his opinion. Because, you know, he's very well educated, very well spoken. His name is Carl's. Paul Jones, but definitely going to have him on the show when I do that segment of the show. He actually has a, um, I believe it's Martin Luther King Day. He has a men's um, thing that he's doing to get the men together. 
So um, go on his page if you get a minute, or again, you can inbox me and I'll send you his information. But it's going to be an all men's, um, I think, kind of conference thing that he's doing. Um, I'm not sure where, but I'll make sure I get all the information to give it out. Um, not this week, but probably on the 21st. And, and I'll also put it on the Topic House group page because um, these things are important. If, and if you don't know what's going on out there, then you, of course you can't participate to help make change. So we all have to get better at spreading the word and making a difference. Just like in our community, um, I know this Monday at Sturgis Playground is the UNC3 um, meeting at Sturgis at 6.30 p.m. 200, 220 West 65th Avenue. Make sure if you live in this area, Melrose Park, down to, um, I believe, where are we going? Where are we going? Is it the Boulevard? Did you go to or just Owly? I think it might just be Owly. But if it is, just please, if you're in Owly, back to Sheltonham, please attend the meeting because it does affect you. And we appreciate them, you know, spreading it down, down this end to, um, to make it unique for what's needed in our community and to get the answers that we need for things that are going on. Again, building bridges in our community, all we need is you. Doesn't matter where you live, just make sure you participate and change within your community borderlines and across. So we, we all have to stick together. Well, come one, come all, because your idea matters. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, what time is that? Six o'clock Monday? No, 6.30. 6.30 p.m. on Monday. Um, I believe that's the 12th. And just make sure you come and participate. You know, I think, I believe um, Anthony Bellman, Anthony Phillips, um, Captain Massey of the 35th, and um, what's her name? I'm missing somebody. But, you know, just come to the meeting. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the, fire, the flyer is also on my page I'll put it up on the Topic House group page also so yeah so it's a lot going on though mm -hmm. but it's so many people that are giving back within the community you know they never even like I've heard someone say oh well um I do stuff and I never get an award I was like girl please I don't even I don't even I didn't get a, a reward I didn't care about getting a do what makes you happy I love doing what I do because it makes me happy to do yes. it. And I believe we all should get back. Like I'm only community educated because of the people before me who chose to show me the ropes. Like I said, and like when somebody told me, if you don't see a leader, the next leader is you. Mm -hmm. So you jump up there and do what you got to do. Because once, once we're gone, we can't take any of this with us. No, no money, no nothing. You know, you might can leave generational wealth, but can't take anything with you. Just but what you can do is make a difference. Get in where you fit in. Mm -hmm. I volunteered Definitely. in the school system. I did different things. And we all have I ain't doing our... it. I volunteered at the rec. I worked at the rec. I ain't volunteered in school. I but I will bring the etiquette program, damn it, because they need it. <laughs> they need it. What? Whatever you're passionate about, do that. Yeah, do because it. Because that's the thing that you'll be most Great Definitely. And that you'll get. And we all work. Five. Don't get it. Whether it's seven to three, nine to five, eight to four, um, 10 to six in the morning, we all have a job to do. But sometimes we have gifts that are eventually going to outpower the job. And you're going to be doing what you love while you're working. But you're not even going to notice that you're working because you're doing what you love. So that that's the goal. So that's what you want to do. Um, anyway, I want to tell you about a short story because. um. I know like the day before Thanksgiving, it was actually um, November 23rd. I went for my mammogram and, you know, I was thought nothing of it because I go every year. Um, I skipped four years, you know, after my mom passed away or whatever, four or five years, I didn't go because I was really nervous because my mom, um, my mom, my mom's mammogram didn't catch her um, cancer, her lung. She, like three or four months after her mammogram, she found a lump in her breast. And my mom passed from breast cancer um, July 21st, 2011. So anyway, long story short, fast forward. Um, I went for the mammogram on Wednesday. And then on Saturday after Thanksgiving, you know, my doctor called me and he said, um, Ange, you know, your, your mammogram looks a little shaky. They think they might see a shadow or something. And 
it literally, you know, hit me like, well, what the hell, you know, what do I have to do now? You know, what, what happens? So then they're like, oh, we want you to come in get another mammogram. We're going to look closer and we want you to um, have an ultrasound and, you know, another diagnostic or whatever. So anyway, fast forward, I went to, for two weeks though, I was praying my ass off. I didn't tell anybody anything because I didn't want to worry anybody. And, um, so I just kept moving forward every day. Some people may have noticed that I really probably didn't come out as much. Like I've been invited to dinner and a couple other things, but I just kept brushing it off because I had that heavy on my mind and on my heart. And I just wanted to know the answers quicker than, than later. So I went for my appointment on Tuesday and the doctor wrote out a script for everything. And um, I, they gave me the second mammogram you know, pressed a little harder. And then, you know, the, the the tech and the doctor walk out and they're like, oh, well, you know, we don't really see anything that we thought we saw the last time you were here. But so you could just get dressed and, and go home. But meanwhile, while I'm waiting there, I'm like everything in the world before they came out and said that first part, was running, racing and running through my mind. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what they tell me I've canceled? What they say I have this, you know, or whatever, like what's going to happen after that? Like, because I'm like, I don't feel any different in my body or whatever, like what's going on? So then I, something said, don't get dressed, you know, ask them more questions. So I literally asked them more questions. And I said, listen, my script is for these three things. You just did one. And you're telling me to go. But meanwhile, you did the last one last week and told me that that's the reason why you needed me to come back. You did the same test, just you claim a little harder on my breast. So now I want the ultrasound and I want the other test done because it's already scripted for me. Right. You had three prescriptions. Right. Exactly. Only did one. Yeah. So they have different angles in different procedures when you're getting the second yes. level of and diagnosis. And then I said, and because the mammogram didn't catch my mother's, I want these other two tests done. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable leaving out of here without it being done. Long story short, they ended up doing the ultrasound and they ended up doing the other um, diagnostic tests. And the good part is I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm good. But yeah, I I was very worried. And, um, you know, because my again, my mom passed from breast cancer. And I just, I didn't want to fail her, you know, because I felt like maybe if she had asked for a second test or ultrasound or something, mm -hmm. that maybe they would have caught it sooner. And maybe, right. maybe my mom, you know, would still be here or whatever. So... The blessing is that you asked for the second and third test. The blessing is that it was a lesson. Well, although, it was a lesson, but it's also... Lesson, although you would want your mother to be here. Of course. However, you know, of course. Um, but, but I'm glad that... experience, yes. it gave you the strength to advocate to speak for yourself. Up. No, but also the lady who was registering me, you know, she said, you know, you're scripted for three. Mm -hmm. So if they try to give you one, you know, you have the right to speak up. Mm. But I needed to hear that, even though I already knew that her that saying that, that, yes, yeah. it reinforced me to make sure that I wasn't going to walk out of there without, and then in three months, you know, at least with an ultrasound and the other test, I, you know, not that I feel more comfortable because I know that anything can still happen, no, you, you know, regardless, but you want to know that if I'm here for this, I have a right to receive this, what I'm here for, mm. you know, and you don't have the right to turn me away. Because I have insurance and it's scripted for me. Mm -hmm. So I just want to let other women out there know that definitely don't give up. If you have dense breasts or something, Ooh. make sure that you let them know, even if you don't feel comfortable with your mammogram's results yourself, you have the right to speak up and say, you know, I want an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. I want another test. You know, I want to make sure yeah. that I'm okay until next year, mm -hmm. next year or whatever. So um, I just definitely wanted to say that. And of course, you already know, we do the breast cancer walk every year at Sturgis Playground for the community. And um, there are more people branching off doing things within their communities. Because again, we, all of us can't go downtown to make it, to see different things. But we can come out in our communities for free and hear about what 
what's going on and hear stories of people who are battling these battles. And, and at, who have overcome mm -hmm. the battles. And yes. what did they do to beat the odds? So these are the things to be educated and to encourage advocacy. Others, definitely. To encourage advocacy, mm -hmm. speak up. And to tell your story, no matter what it is. You know, I just told you that story because you know what? I I commend the women who have sat in that chair and received a different result. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Like it, it's so devastating. It's powerful, you know, but it's also yes. because that reminds other people to take action. And this, this is what this is about. Take action. And then I love the advocate. survivor stories because you, you can beat it. You know, you can beat it, but again, I'm going to say everything in the world runs through your mind. Mm -hmm. So I do understand. I understand. Trust me, I understand. So um, definitely, um, and if you haven't gotten a mammogram, make sure you get it. If you haven't gotten checked for even cervical cancer or whatever, make sure you go to your appointments. And and because what's that um that actress that just passed away from cancer? Like she Christy Alley or something. Yeah, Christy Alley. Yeah, like she was she, she was seventy one, but she literally had. They said she just found out a couple of months ago. Yeah. And, and by the time she found it, out, it was it was too late. It was too late. But we to have to do our self-examinations. We have to be aware of our body and the different changes in yes. our body. And men, you and have to be aware of pancreatic cancer. And breast cancer. Yes. I and know breast somebody cancer. who yeah, had from some lumps, a male who had lumps mm -hmm. in his breast too. You know, chest. And I believe it can come anywhere. So, mm -hmm. you know, just be very diligent about your body and um very you know, check your body. That's all. When you're in the shower, whatever, check your body. If you have a mate, you know, they like to rub on you or whatever, you know, if they feel something different, tell them, you know, let me know, babe, you feel something different. Don't, don't we, hold it in. We also need to um, improve our lifestyle and do the things that's going to lower the risk yes, of certain healthy, cancers. Healthier. Right. Mm -hmm. We really do. Because a lot of Stay people- Stay away from these McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Go yeah. home and make dinner. Yeah. And and a lot of the smoking, unfortunately. I mean, people got their addiction. <laughs> I don't smoke. Um, I don't either, but I'm saying. It's <laughs> people out here that smoke. Take your black seed and, oil. You know, it, yeah. you know what's funny? I haven't been taking it for a couple of months, you know, and and I immediately started back up and I was like, forget this, you know, and I have more energy now because of it. So I'm ready to go eat dinner now. I'm ready to go have fun. I, I want that steak with that salad. You know, she don't eat meat. That's on her. But I want that steak <laughs> with that loaded baked potato. I want those tacos with a margarita. And I'm like, yes, like I'm, I'm ready to go now. So, so and, and there's no shade against people. Do you? Do so you? that's what you do. do that's you. what you do. So if, you know, your vice is smoking, then maybe you can eliminate some other things. Decrease your, your, your the volume of drinking that you do. Or right. decrease your if stress. You want to have that Because that will kill you too. So the, your stress definitely stress. kills. Um, stress drink more water. Kills. Exercise. Do some mm -hmm. of the things that will... Uh, generate new cells in your body, rejuvenate that blood, right, and, and do things to encourage life, right. Know? And most uh, important, be happy with you. Learn to be happy yes. with yourself because even if someone else enters your life, if they're miserable, let them be miserable by themselves. You know what I mean? Like you have to wake up knowing that you're you're just happy for you. And words are powerful because yeah. I'm telling you, I um. I was feeling a little down last week and um, I hope I didn't act like I was down, but I was feeling a little <laughs> down last week. So, you know, words are powerful. Be careful what you say to yourself and be careful about what you allow others to say to you. Yeah, cast those demons out. Cast them away. Look in the mirror and say, God woke me up. That's half the battle because it is, you know, waking up is definitely half the battle. I just want to say, too, that um, we're doing a toy drive at Sturgis Playground um, until December the 17th. You can drop off either toys or um. Ugh, hats, gloves, and scarves. That's 200-220 West 65th Avenue. Um, Philadelphia PA 19126. The hours of operation is normally one to nine during the week um, days and the weekends, I believe nine to five. 
So make sure you please donate something for children, boys and girls. The event will be giving on December the 18th from 12 noon till 4 p.m. is first come first serve giveaway. I will be putting up registration on Monday for you to register your child. Okay, so it's not going to be a difficult registration. You're just going to have to either call or shoot me a text along with the advisory council president and maybe one more person. So it's not going to be like a big thing. Um, we it's just want to help people, people in the community. <laughs> we want to be able to give people something for the holidays who can't afford it. Everybody can't afford to pay their bills and make the holiday happen. Um, but we can at least put smiles on on some children's faces within the communities. And a lot of people are doing toy drives. So make sure if your child is in need that you definitely call and register for one of them. Don't be greedy because, you know, we have a big city and a lot of people are in need. So just appreciate what's around you and, you know, reach out and find out what's going on and recommend, you know, if there's someone in that neighborhood and you know something's going on or somebody's giving away stuff in that neighborhood, make sure you recommend a person in that neighborhood and then you recommend people in your own community to do it, you know, and not go around to every neighborhood collecting, you know, because that, that, that shortens the help for other people, okay? You, you know how y'all do. That's why I said that. Don't don't be acting like you ain't <laughs> like that. You know, a lot of people ride around and, mm. and do stuff like that. I'm just saying like, there's no need. There's enough to go around. You know, just be appreciative and know that everybody's struggling at this moment. And again, if you need food, um, you're in the Alamy area or North Philly area, please reach out. Um, you can inbox the Topic House and we will definitely connect you to the right person to make sure that you have food in your cabinets for your family to be fed. Okay? Anyway, it's been real in a Topic House. Thanks everyone for asking the questions, being with us, being patient. And, uh, and if you have any ideas that you want us to discuss, because this is the topic house. So if you have any extra ideas, let us know. Peace. This is Crystal. This is your girl, Andrew Rice. And until next week, which I might be skipping, but I'll let y'all know. Or I might even do a special show on a different day. I don't know. I'll let you know. But, you know, Wednesday night is my um, work Christmas party. And I don't want to miss it. So I'll be there. So anyway, it's been real on the topic house. It's your girl, Andrew Rice. We will see you next time. Look out for us Wednesdays in the Topic House on Sedora Radio, Facebook Live, and YouTube. Good night. Peace. Peace.